Hey everyone, I'm really excited about our Locked on Packers episode today. We've got Trey Wingo, longtime ESPN anchor. We've got Lisa Kearney from FanDuel TV, and we've got future first round pick Cam Smith from South Carolina, cornerback, someone who Pro Football Focus recently mocked to the Green Bay Packers. He had the quote of the college football season. We talked to him about that. I did, for those of you who saw it, promote uh, an interview with Jalen Hyatt, the Tennessee receiver who won the Bolitnikoff Award, a player that has been connected to the Packers potentially at pick number 45 is a player that I think the Packers are going to have plenty of interest in through the pre-draft process and maybe eventually even take that interview. Unfortunately, we had some technical difficulties with it. I hope to still be able to bring it to you at some point, but we are trying to figure that out. I don't want that to tamp down the enthusiasm that I have for this episode because there's still plenty of great stuff in this one. But I just, for those of you who saw on Twitter that I got a chance to talk to Jalen Hyatt, um, hopefully we get a chance to bring you that interview here soon. But for now, let's roll on with this episode of Locked on Packers. Are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. Do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team Pop. every day. Touchdown. You are locked on Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski and I cover the Packers for the Leap. A newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet and the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how. We've got a great show for you today. So let's get into everything that we got today at Radio Row. It is Super Bowl 57, Radio Row, the Chiefs and the Eagles set to square off. I am joined by longtime ESPN anchor now with Caesar Sportsbook, Trey Wingo. And and Trey, this is a this is a game that I have had a lot of trouble trying to get my yeah. my head around here. Yeah. When you're thinking about, okay, what what am I really excited to see this Sunday in the game? What is it? I I think the most important thing is that the two best, most consistent teams are here. And that's so rare, right? Yeah. Like they're the only two teams that went 14 and three. You have a really good defense, a really good offense. They were the most consistent teams all year. It's the first time we had both number one seats in Super Bowl 52. But even that year, you know, the Vikings were 13 and three, as were the Eagles. It was tiebreaker. The Steelers, as well as the Patriots, they played head to head. were both 13 three. So they, you know, the, the Patriots were the tiebreaker. These were by far the best two teams. And I, I don't want to hear from Buffalo fans. Well, we could have been. No, you lost at home to the Bengals. You won't win it on the road on Monday night to the Bengals. These are the best two teams, and that's a rarity. And that's why this game is so close. I look at a lot of the matchups and I'm going, okay, Philly's got this great offensive line. They've got this all-time pass rush, really good secondary, awesome skill players. And Kansas City, it seems to me, has... Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, like, yeah. is it is it more complicated than that? It is a little because I think the Eagles' defense has been great from week one to week 18. The Chiefs' defense has been much better down the stretch. They play up to seven rookies at times on defense. And they've gone five straight games without giving up more than one touchdown pass. You know, for a while, the only guy, the quarterback, that didn't have at least two touchdown passes against him was Malik Willis in that Sunday night game at Arrowhead, which went to overtime. 
those Chiefs rookies have really stepped up. And it's not just the secondary with Williams and Watson and McDuffie and Cook. Karloftis uh, has got seven sacks in his last six games, had one in the AFC Championship yeah. game. The Eagles defense has been great from week one. The Chiefs defense has evolved into a much better defense. They got two picks from Joe Burrow. They sacked him five, six times in that game. The Chiefs defense is a lot better now than it was then. The Eagles defense has been consistent from week one to week 18. This is a question that I've been been wrestling with here. Patrick Mahomes, we know that he's on the path to to sort of all-time greatness. But he also has a Super Bowl loss on his resume already. Andy Reid, you know, before he came to Kansas City, he was the guy that couldn't win the big games in the NFC Championship game. Is Patrick Mahomes getting number two in a year that he also was going to win the MVP, by the way? Yeah. A bigger story than if he loses another one of these games? That's a really good question, Peter, Um, because I'm a big believer that Mahomes' legacy will be intact over the next 10 10 years. I believe this is a legacy-defining moment for the Chiefs. You know, the Packers of the 60s, Steelers of the 70s, Niners of the 80s, Cowboys of the 90s, Patriots of the aughts in the 2010s. This is their moment to say this is our time. We are the definitive best team of this generation. And I think they're acutely aware of that. And I think that it's more about this team than it is about Reed or Mahomes in the long term. And they're a D Ford offsides from going to and probably winning another one of these things. So Correct. when we talk about dynasties, that's Correct. part of it too. One of the big stories of Radio Row, I, I can't talk to anyone without them asking what's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Um, the, the Raiders piece. You, do you feel like this is Groundhog Day for you, right? Like, <laughs> yes. I feel like the Chiefs have been here three times in four years. This is the third straight year you guys have had to deal with Aaron. What's he going to do after he gets out of his dark house, you know? Well, um, what's that about, it, by the it way? feels like I'm in, I'm in a dark house right now. I'm, yeah. I'm we're all in the dark. He is leaving. It's like a beautiful metaphor, right? That yeah. he's leaving us all in the dark here. I was I was talking about this the other day. What do you think is the best football situation for Aaron Rodgers? Well, San Francisco, like, he doesn't want to be a part of San Francisco. He still holds that grudge. Why would you not think of, why would a running back not want to work for Kyle Shanahan? Why would Aaron Rodgers not want to go to San Francisco? You have a great offensive line. You have Christian McCaffrey. You have really good functional wide receivers and a really good defense. Why would you not want to go there? Yeah. Like you are, if if he goes to the 49ers, to me, they are automatically the team to beat in the NFC. Automatically the team to beat in the NFC. But Aaron is very strange. And he holds things, as you well know, yeah. like forever. And if, if he's still upset with them not drafting him, get over it. If you're going to play at this point in your career, aren't you playing to win? Don't you want to be in the best case scenario? What's a better scenario for Aaron Rodgers than San Francisco? I can't find one. I think the the Jets are sort of like 49ers light. Why would they? Light. But right. But I mean, like, that sounds great. But like, they're the Jets. Yeah. Okay. They do this all the time. And if you're Aaron Rodgers and you hold a grudge, really? You're going to go the same place Brett Favre went? Like, really? You're like that line from Sarah Marshall. This is actually happening. We are actually going to let this happen. I cannot imagine that. I cannot imagine that. Well, it would it would be great television. I know that for sure. Correct. So this is something that I've been trying to wrestle with. Let's say this is the last time we've seen Aaron Rodgers in a Green Bay Packers uniform. How will you remember his tenure as a Green Bay Packer? Honestly, very successful, but lacking, right? I mean, like at least Favre went to two, won one, lost one. Um, I'm curious, actually, if you don't mind, I'd like to know what Packer fans think 
if in consecutive years the contract they gave Rodgers cost them Devontae Adams and then Aaron's like F it I'm out like that's a double you know what on the way out the door and I'm curious how that's going to sit with the Green Bay faithful I think there's already a group of fans that are saying we're, we're we've had enough yeah. we're ready to see something else now I think you know like in 2021 we have the whole spring of right. discontent right but then he goes out he's beating the Bears he's saying I own you and he's winning MVPs and everyone's like oh this guy like we love this guy but then now we're here again and it does feel like not only we're here again with Aaron Rodgers yeah. we're here again with another great quarterback correct a guy that said I never want to go out like Brett Favre yeah and yet here we are I do think there's part of him that goes well Brett went to New York and couldn't win I'm going to go to New York and prove I can yeah maybe but again like if you were that's actually a really good point I hadn't thought about it that way I just like if you are so adamant to not be Brett Favre, why would you do that, right? I'd go, why would you do a lot of things in that case? Correct. But I mean, like, like for example, it's not an accident that Tom Brady went to Tampa Bay. They were a really good team. We were just 30 interceptions away the previous year from being really good. And oh, by the way, I'll bring my good friend Rob Gronkowski. He doesn't have to bring anybody to San Francisco. Like, I, I, I would appreciate the I'm going to do it where Brett Favre couldn't do it. But that other team? They're way better. They're way better. And it's ready-made for you, man. And, and if you want to go out on top or have a chance to go out on top, that's the best scenario by a mile. It's not close. Yeah. All right, I can't, I can't let you go without making a prediction here. Who yeah. wins Super Bowl 57? Chiefs, Eagles. Well, listen, there's a reason it's a one-and-a-half-point spread, and it's probably going to be pick by the time the game rolls around. All the money came in early on, on Philadelphia because of the injuries. Chiefs are getting healthier. Nothing would surprise me. Like, there's no outcome that would surprise me. But at the end of the day, to me, the Chiefs, as I said, this is their moment to take it. And much like Patrick was sick of hearing about Joe Burrow and Burrowhead and all that kind of stuff, he can't beat him. On one leg, the one play he needed to make, he made it. I think they find a way to do just enough to win a second Super Bowl and put them in the dynastic discussion. Here, But today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel, the only app you need on Super Bowl Sunday is FanDuel, America's number one sports book. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They've got so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. What's, what's really fun about FanDuel is they have made every game like Super Bowl Sunday with the props, like anytime touchdown scores. That used to be a Super Bowl thing. Or first touchdown score. That used to be a Super Bowl thing. It only used to be the Super Bowl that you had these kinds of props for. Now it's every game. And guess what? If you're used to doing it, that should make the Super Bowl even easier. Like I've been doing same game parlays now for a, a year or more. And so I have, a, I have a feel for how these things work, how the you know FanDuel line setters like to set these things. So I feel like I have a better feel for this coming up on Super Bowl Sunday for Super Bowl 57 and... You can get a no sweat first bet if you're new to FanDuel to get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. You get paid. You get paid. FanDuel Sportsbook is safe, secure, and super easy to use. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Super Bowl 57, we're here on Radio Row. It's the Chiefs and the Eagles set to square off. A couple weeks after that, we've got the NFL Combine. A couple weeks after that, we've got the NFL Draft. I'm here with Cam Smith. 
South Carolina defensive back and potential first-round pick in the NFL draft. And we ha- you can't wear a shirt like this and have me not ask about it. I remember the quote, drop your nuts, because you were at. Well, no, you tell the story. Tell the story. Uh, we were, uh, what's the name? It was after the game, uh, Texas, t- next Texas, Tennessee. We uh, beat Tennessee, not no more. Then there was a post-game press conference. They asked, uh, what did I do? Like, what did we do different? And I just said nothing. We just dropped our nuts. It was, it was as simple as that. Like, that's you know, so really all we did. What, what, so, like, to you, when you said that, what did you mean? Uh, I just meant, like, we just we just locked in. Like, we just hunkered down, like, like made sure, like, we, we did every assignment, made sure we gave our all effort, like, every play. So we just made sure we just locked in. I mean, but, I mean, I guess it was just so funny. Like, everybody else just ate it up. <laughs> did you think it was funny when you said it? Nah, like, I was just, I was just talking. I was dead serious, like. <laughs> so how did you, you, you turn it into a partnership here with Sax? Tell me about that. Uh, yeah, we had, like, a, a whole team deal with uh, Sax. Uh, like, a few weeks, we had finalized it a few weeks right before, uh, right before the Tennessee game and then uh Coming into the Tennessee game, we had already had the uh, little commercials and stuff we was doing with them and stuff like that. Good partnership with them. So then, like, come to it, I just I say so happen to say that, and we already got the little deal with them. So it just took off from there. So when you go into a week and you're watching tape and you see these receivers, what is the the, the trait that a receiver is going to have where you see it on tape and you go, all right, I'm going to have to be really locked in this week. Like, there's big receivers, there's fast receivers, there's you know, like there's a lot of different traits. What's the one where you're like, okay, this is going to be this is going to be trouble this week uh it's just like you just said like combining all of those a big fast like a good release good route runner like stuff like that like a total package you could say that but i mean i ain't really had that all year who was the closest in terms of like the toughest matchup that you faced uh so we talked to jalen this morning uh, and we talked about this this idea of you know you, you a lot of these defenses now want to live in too high because you want to stop the big play. But if you've got someone like Jalen that can run from the slot, now your safety's got to cover, you got to do all this stuff. So what is it defense, like how, what is the counter do you think for defenses other than just like we're just going to cover our butts off? Like how, how can defenses combat all these explosive offenses now? I mean, uh, a, lot of, a lot of that is just kind of personnel matching, just having the guys that can run with those dudes and, and, and stop the big play and stuff like that. I mean, I feel like you can, you can man everybody up and put one, field, one, one high in the middle of the field and stop anybody. What what is that? What you want to play? Like like just just give me the chance. I'll like every corner says just let me play man every every snap, right? Yeah, I mean it it'd be ideal for me. Uh, I feel I feel more comfortable just being out there. I mean I don't really need the the lean post safety help, but I mean if it's there, like I can just play outside level. Like it just makes kind of makes everything easier, just kind of funneling everything to the safety. What what gets you most excited about a game? Is it a matchup? Is it is like is it the the crowd? Like what gets you? Just, I'm, I'm so ready for this game. Uh, I mean, I really don't never go into no game like that because that's kind of how you get, like, kind of anxious and stuff like that, kind of start making dumb mistakes and stuff like that. So I just stay calm, really. I mean, it ain't really too much that I, I get excited for. I mean, I've been playing this game for so long. I mean, it's still, I still got the love for it and the joy and the excitement for it. But, like, it's not just, like, a little kid, like, ready for a, a Saturday at 7 a.m. So you're preparing for the combine? Um, this is, you know, going to be a, a crazy experience. You're going to meet with probably every team at the combine, and then you'll have the the workouts and stuff. What are you What are you working on right now 
as we get set for this offseason? Uh, right now, just being more explosive and stuff like that. Uh, just coming out of my uh, start fast and just yeah, working on my start 40 and all of that stuff. Just making sure I'm critiquing my uh, my, uh, my back pedals and stuff, my brakes and all of that stuff. And just really just staying on top of everything and really maintenance work. How do you balance, like, I want to I want to still try and master my craft, trying to get better as a DB, but also I need to run fast, I need to jump high, I need to do all the things at the combine to show these NFL teams that I'm an elite-level athlete? I mean, it's not really hard uh, for me. Uh, I mean, you should, like, have the, the Just DB flex aspect. cam, it's okay. Yeah. The, the <laughs> DB aspect, the DB aspect of it, I mean, you should have that down. You've been doing this for this amount of years and you're on this type of level, so you should have that down for the most part. Just It's just coming in, learning how to run and all of this stuff. I mean, a lot of people come in and don't really know how to run and stuff like that, don't know how to start. So it's, that's just the, really the only learning curve of it. What do you think is going to be the biggest learning curve once you get to the league in terms of whether it's football, whether it's off the field? Some people say, hey, like just being a person and learning to I gotta pay my bills and do all these other things. What do you think is going to be the biggest adjustment for you? Uh, just uh, different terminology, uh, just like certain things that are probably like something we call different and then they call it a certain thing. So just, just different terminology. There is an expectation that you're going to be a first round pick. Are you going to be like, what is if let's say it doesn't happen. And I know you're, you're positive. You're going to manifest all that, all that good stuff. Right. But if it doesn't happen, what is your reaction to it going to be? I mean, it's just going to be as simple as that. Like it's, you a whole 32 just went by on me. I mean, it's, it's that like simple as that. I mean, are you going to take it personally? Like, are you yeah. the kind of person that's, it's going to, you're going to remember like yeah. all the guys picked ahead of you, that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, I probably won't remember the guys, but I'll probably remember the GMs and all of that. Is there a receiver, obviously, you're not going to say I'm scared of anybody, but is there a receiver you're most excited to cover? Uh, in the league? Yeah. Uh, Devontae Adams. Why? Uh, just the, the his, he kind of got that finesse. Like, I want to see what that's about. Are you, would you try and get physical with him at the line of scrimmage? Definitely. Definitely. You got to. I mean, if you don't, he's going to try to make you look silly. I can't let you go without making a prediction. Sunday's game, Eagles, Chiefs. Who you got? Uh, I mean... If the Eagles, if the Eagles Tigers can can hold up, I feel like I mean not the Eagles Tigers, the Chiefs Tigers can hold up. I feel like the Eagles, uh, the Eagles gonna lose. But if they don't, the Eagles gonna win. They, they add something crazy. Today's episode brought to you by your friends at LinkedIn. As a small business owner or hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members you surround yourself with. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experience to help you achieve your goals. You're never going to find someone who is you, but you have to find someone that you can delegate responsibility to, that you can trust to do what you're asking them to do. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires and candidates because... They make it easy to screen and rate applicants based on your job qualifications. So go to LinkedIn Jobs and post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That's linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. All right, we are here on Radio Row, Super Bowl 57. It's the Chiefs and the Eagles set to square off. I'm here with Lisa Kearney. More ways to win, FanDuel TV. Very exciting. And the the thing that I think is, is hard for me when I think about this game is it's Patrick Mahomes. Like, the Eagles have so many advantages, but it's Patrick Mahomes. And you, from Kansas City. Yeah. 
probably hard to be objective about this, but so, like, why why would I not pick Patrick Mahomes? Could you have started this interview any better, Peter? <laughs> He's done his homework, obviously. Um, you know what? That's what I tell everybody. Every every conversation that I have, and, and my guys on set right here, literally every show, I am like... Myself and one of our expert handicappers, Dave Weaver, he's also on the Chiefs. And um, not, not just on the Chiefs to cover, but he's on the uh, on the Chiefs to win it. Uh, so take him on the money line. But um, Patrick Mahomes c- continues to outdo himself when he's the best player in the league. The magic that we see come from him. And and I and I keep talking about this because he just talked about it on on Radio Row or on uh, uh, Super Bowl Media Day is, you know, he was asked about, would you rather win a Super Bowl or would you rather lose a Super Bowl? He's done both. Mm-hmm. Um, it, the more fresh one is the loss. And he said, it, it, I would take nothing away from a Super Bowl win, of course. But the one that really stays with you is that Super Bowl loss. Yeah. So add that to what Patrick Mahomes is already doing. And that just happened two years ago where they only scored nine points. So it was on the off. Every the offense is exposed. Um, you know, I think give us the plus points. Give us all the negative energy. Give us all the smack talk. Let us have our quiet swagger and come in. And uh, Kansas City, I, I truly feel feel that Kansas City is going to get the job done against a very stacked Eagles team. They are so good top to bottom on both sides of the ball. It feels crazy to me Patrick Mahomes is an underdog. I actually took, before the games last Sunday started, I have Chiefs over Eagles plus 480. Yeah. So I feel, I'm like, do I I hedge? Do I hedge on the Eagles? Or do I let it ride? Let it ride. Let it ride. I I mean, I'm I I was just asked, like, Lisa Kearney's best betting advice. I'm like, man, don't bet with your heart. And here I am. I'm like, man, no, just let it ride. But, but like when you stack it up, it, this is, I love these stats. I'm a big stats girl. Um, both teams, number one seeds, both teams, 16 and three in the regular season, both teams scoring 586 points. I believe it was, they scored the exact yeah. number of points, mm-hmm. both teams, six pro bowlers or all pros, uh, both teams, a Kelsey brother. I mean, these both teams, when you, when you put them side by side, they are so good. Now, after you get past the fact that they are, um, so equal and they are so uh, similar in so many different ways you you start nitpicking the different matchups right so Hassan Reddick going against um, you know our right tackle who's a, a you know everybody's like okay come on Andrew Wiley just just yeah. hang in there you got this uh, you know is Chris Jones going to be able to penetrate that offensive line and get to Jalen Hurts that's going to be I think a big X factor in the game for Kansas City is Chris Jones and how he plays and, and that's the Kelsey that we're not talking about Jason Kelsey and that matchup with Chris Jones can can they get some pressure in there? So if if like the Super Bowl is fun because there's props for days, but like with FanDuel, you can always make all these wagers on all these games. So how do you how do you find the stuff that like really gets you excited here? Because like I'm going through, I'm like there's so many options. I'm a little overwhelmed. I'm paralyzed by choice sometimes. Yeah, well, it's easy to be paralyzed by choice, right? And sometimes you can just go easy and just chalk 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 chalk. You're not getting the best odds, but hey, you know you have some skin in the game, which is what makes it fun, right? So I say for you know the price of a Starbucks you can add a, an even bigger jolt to your Sundays and um, you know have a little game within the game within the game and then you're following whether tra- Travis Kelsey has you know more than a, t- a touchdown and a half or if you know Patrick Mahomes throws for more than 230 and a half yards or whatever it might be um, those different prop bets but I like to to go into what people aren't talking about because all the 
conversations this week are going to be about the spread and about the total, and they should be absolutely. Um, and and you know, talking about the money line bets that have been made, the futures that you put down. Um, but I going back to Chris Jones, I am so excited to see what he does. Fifteen and a half sacks in the regular season, fourth most in the league. Um, he is such a game changer. And when you look back at the AFC Championship game. I, I just don't think Joe Burrow was ready. I don't think they're ready for what Chris Jones could do to him. And his pass rush success rate, 21.5% when he comes from the tackle position. No one talks about, I mean, that's like best in the league. No one talks about the fact that he's double teamed 69.2% on those plays. It's unheard of what this guy is doing. So, yes, they have the best offensive line in the game, but they haven't seen Chris Jones yet. So I'm very excited to see how that matchup plays out. You mentioned the 15 and a half sacks. Almost all of them were drive enders or game enders too. We don't talk about defensive linemen as being clutch, but if there's a clutch defensive lineman in the game, it's Chris Jones. All right, I have to... 40 to 1 odds, by the way. 40 to 1, Chris Jones on the FanDuel Sportsbook app for MVP. I like that. And and a non-QB to win MVP. You're always going to get yeah. some, some juicy odds on that. I have to, because we know where you're coming from with the Chiefs. Tell me what about the Eagles makes you most concerned? Hassan Reddick. He really does because of that weakness in that matchup there with Wiley. Um, you know, we've been exposed in that position before, but um, I have full confidence that Patrick's high ankle sprain, he's going to be able to manage it. We saw him running around. We saw him run for the first down to, to – he would he would to get the, to then absorb the roughing the passer penalty to then get the field goal. Um, but his ankle these two weeks it's going to be um, imperative that he's he gets it into the shape that we, he can run because I I really am worried about Hassan Reddick and I think um, you know they have all the um, fire that they need to know that they're going against the best quarterback in the game and they're sitting there going like mm, but we're the best in the game so watch me do what I'm going to do so that worries me a little bit that matchup. Okay. Do you have a do you have a score in mind? So I actually think so. The total sitting at fifty and a half. Um, I've talked about uh, also like a little nugget that not many people are talking about. Carl Sheffers is the uh, head referee for this crew, and maybe you know what I'm going to say, but this is like his third or fourth Super Bowl. He was the head ref in the game against Tampa Bay two years ago in the Super Bowl when the Chiefs lost it. Uh, his crew, on average, throws just about sixteen flags per game, and that's more than one and a half times the other average crews throughout the regular season. So a lot of penalties could be coming. Who knows how that impacts points and plays called back or, or you know, push forward or however that. But I think it could be going under that 50 and a half um, just because I think the crew is going to be a little tic tacky. All right. Last thing here. You mentioned what Patrick Mahomes said about winning versus losing a Super Bowl from a Chiefs fan perspective. Yeah. What will stick with you more, another Chiefs win or another Chiefs loss? Another Chiefs win because I'm an optimist. So I'm like, it's okay, guys. I'm a mom of four kids. I'm like, it's okay, guys. You're going to get them. We'll be back. Don't worry. You know, I'm such an optimist and such a positive person that um, to be able to carry that torch of a Super Bowl win and to be able to say that we did it two out of the last four years with, um, you know, this young quarterback who's just 27 years old, which is crazy that he's doing what he's doing. And, um, you know, Travis Kelsey, I'd love to see him get another one. And, uh, you know, this team is just so great. Andy Reid is like the best. You just want to give him a big bear hug. So uh, a win would mean more to me than, uh, than, a, than a loss for sure. All right. We're going to be back tomorrow. A lot more Carson Palmer on the show tomorrow and Brian Robinson on the show tomorrow. We've got a terrific lineup coming at
at you tomorrow and, and maybe more. Who knows what we'll have in store? We may have some bonus episodes. So make sure you are following us on YouTube, wherever you get podcasts. Of course, we will always have the latest Locked on Packers stuff there. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast. As I said, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to come hang out with us live, you can do that on our Locked on Packers YouTube page to stay Locked on Packers. Locked on Packers.